Welcome to Authors Revealed. I'm Becky Anderson. We are so excited. We are hosting the launch of a new author. It is her debut novel for young adults. It's called The Waking Forest. It's a little bit creepy, a little bit between reality and fantasy, but a book you'll want to read slowly because the writing is so beautiful. So welcome to Andersons and Naperville. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is. We are so excited because we are hosting your launch event. That means the first event that you've ever had. This is your yes. debut <laughs> young adult novel, The Waking Forest. And it is so exciting that we are here on the day. Yes. Uh, the day <laughs> the book is finally, it is definitely out in the world. So I know that must be a really exciting feel, but how does it, how does it really feel to you to finally see that book sitting on bookstore shelves and soon, if not already, on library shelves as well? Yeah, it's really amazing. I've wanted to be a writer since I was really little. So it's like kind of surreal to see it now on the shelves, like with books that I've read and loved. Oh, that's so cool. You know, and, and you have gotten what I call the mother load of all reviews. You got a starred Kirkus review, which is absolutely fabulous. Plus you also got a starred School Library Journal review, which is also, I think those are two of the best stars you can get. Yeah, I know, I was so happy, I know. And it was like a lot of, pressure too because I wasn't sure you know you never know how it's going to be no, received no you don't and um, which yeah. is kind of <laughs> yeah. part of the scary part of putting it out there but yeah I'm thrilled about it well the Kirkus review just gave it glow a glowing review and I totally agree with them because the prose in this book the way you write you put one word after another you know some books I will call okay I'm going to skim through this and I've got the hang of the book you don't skim through this book you read it slowly you savor mm -hmm. the language that you have put in this so it really was a gorgeous read. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I love playing with with language. Yeah. It's part of the fun of writing for me. So, so tell us a little bit about how you how where where did the seeds start to grow for the Waking Forest? And I thought the story within a story within a story, and the way the two worlds. Oh, there's so much. I don't want. There's too, so much we could give away. So we got to right. watch out. I know it's hard for to those talk about spoilers. So sure, we don't want to yeah. spoil too much. Whoever's going to read this book. Mm -hmm. But tell us where did the seed really start to grow for this? Yeah. So. I've always loved Disney and fairy tales. And while I do think the book is, it's not exactly like a Disney movie, but um, I think I was always inspired by those tales that, you know, I watched growing up and I read. Um, and so I really wanted to write what felt like an original fairy tale, yeah, um, right. kind of taking elements. It's not a true retelling. Right. Of anything. No, yeah, but right. um, so I just kind of pulled from different tales and um, wanted to make something new. Yeah. And you know, there's been so many retellings in young adult, you know, fiction, retellings of certain fairy tales, but you didn't fall into any of those categories, I felt. Yeah. No. It was something very original, but you could, there might be little elements you could pick from other things, but it wasn't, it wasn't a retelling, nor was it a, you know, putting in a different world. It was, but you definitely had your own world in this one. Yeah. yeah. And I love retellings, um, yeah. but yeah, I wanted to 
take from a bunch of tales. Yeah. So, you know, you, you attended our children's literature breakfast that we had a few mm -hmm. weeks ago, and you didn't have a book yet. Right. And this is a huge breakfast with tons of educators and other authors, and we do sort of a movable feast. So what was, what was it like for you? Was this one of the first times you actually got to talk to people about your book? Yeah, it was, and I was a little nervous, but everyone was so nice and so interested. And, you know, it made me feel really good because people wanted to take their picture with me. And oh, so and I'm so like, wonderful. you've probably never even heard of me yet. Um, but yeah, it was really great and it was good practice to talk about the book. Sure. And especially to talk to educators because they, you know, especially yes. those who, who teach young adults and that sort of thing. So I read on your website, and I, I love these mashups when people compare two different things. And these are two similar things but very different things in a way. Mm -hmm. So you're comparing Pan's Labyrinth the movie, yes. mm -hmm. to Hazelwood, which we had the author here for an event, and I think it's a wonderful young adult novel. But that mashup, tell us where, where you got this, because I think you have, you're, you're a fan of a certain director. Yes, oh my <laughs> gosh, yes. I love Guillermo del Toro, and I love Pan's Labyrinth. Um, it just like completely captivated me the first time I saw the movie. And you know, plot-wise, the book isn't like um, yeah. the movie, but I just love the way that he plays with magic mm -hmm. and fantasy versus reality. Um, and then with the Hazelwood, which I think is very much inspired by Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland right. which is also one of my yeah, absolute right. favorite books. <laughs> so I love that mashup, and I think it that described this very well, because Pan's Labyrinth is just such a brilliant oh, yeah. cinematographic, you know, sort of experience. I thought it was just wonderful. So, but you know, we, I said something about this, the story within a story within a story, and that's similar to also, you could think of Alice in Wonderland in that way, you also think of Pan's Labyrinth in that way, and a lot of stories. Um, but you added a little bit different aspects to it. So you added those, you know, those elements of, it's creepiness. Yes. There's, a, there's little elements and dashes of horror, but you also added in a young woman, she's 18, has horrible nightmares at night. She has extreme anxiety. Yeah. And what she's going through, but her dreams start to become more real. Mm -hmm. And what she thinks is the woods behind her house, there isn't one. Mm -hmm. And all these things that happen. But those little elements, and you, you created this world. So how did you, did you sit down to do a little world building when you're thinking about, because the story goes back and forth between um, every other chapter is told from a different world. Yeah. Right, yeah, it was, and I and I did write it kind of in order where I went back and forth, because um, I just love this idea of the contemporary world beside this fantasy one. Um, I guess I can't give it away. No, <laughs> we gotta be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun doing the world building, yeah. um, and I love the idea of that like creepy forest and, um, kind of just the two bleeding into each other. Right. And you know, so when you think of fairy tales overall, or a lot of stories, or movies, or anything, forests and woods, you know, when you think of it, always have that mysterious they flavor, do. that darkness, you know, there's danger, but you know, you know, walk in the woods or whatever, there's so many different things you can compare. So the woods in this book, you know, imagined and real, Mm-hmm. Or, or blended. Or blended. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is so true. Seems like such a character in the book itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. And I, I love 
um, settings that kind of become right, a character sure. in itself and the atmosphere of that. Yeah. So Ray, who's the who's the main character? You pronounce it Ray. Ria. Ria. Okay, mm. I was wondering because yeah. she has three sisters that names also begin with R. So yeah. Ria. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so Ria has. Um, she's 18 years old. Mm -hmm. She's our protagonist in the story. She's the one who's having these horrific nightmares. Mm -hmm. Her parents think that she's sleepwalking. Right. Mm -hmm. And but also to these dreams, she meets a stranger. And again, I don't want to give too much away <laughs> that sort of then the worlds really start to blend because on the other side of this line between reality and, and fantasy, which really does start to blend, we have a witch, the wish witch. Mm -hmm. And she She's when these well, I don't want to give too much away again. I know it's I so know hard. I gotta be really <laughs> careful. But tell us a little bit about Rhea and her character and where did, where did the DNA of her character come from? You know, I think a lot of it is me, <laughs> myself. Sure. Um, sure. you know, a lot of her anxiety and sometimes feeling like having just like very vivid dreams, um, and maybe not being able to always explain where those are coming from or you know, her anxiety to those around her. Like her family is very supportive, but it can be hard to talk about. Yeah. You know, so I, I really loved her character because, well, again, no spoilers. <laughs> we'll just say um, there's a, this is a great coming of age story. Shall we say that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All that right. works. Okay. So then on the other side, in every, it's alterna alternating chapters. You have Rhea's story and then you have the Wish Witch. And tell us a little bit about her DNA because what a great character. Yeah, she's so shadowy. Ooh, and yeah. um, I did find it hard to get into her head a little bit at first, um, but you know, cause she is very kind of like closed off and you don't know a lot about her. And that's what I love about introducing the stranger who comes stranger, in because he kind right. of breaks down all right. of her walls until right. um, you find out what's really going on with her. And again, no spoilers. And the stranger also is an interesting character, <laughs> but also too, but we can, I guess we can talk about what the wish witch does in, in children's dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they dream about what's happening and they, they're before her and she asks them what their wish is. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. says she'll grant it, but they have to give something to her sure. in return. Yeah, in return. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that without too many spoilers. Yeah. So that's like going back to just original fairy tales. Like you always have to give something to get something there's that exchange and I really wanted to, I wanted it to feel like a dark fairy tale of old. <laughs> mm -hmm. And your descriptions are so wonderful. Thank you. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. you, you lose, use all, all the perfect things and using metaphor mm -hmm. to describe things and similes and just the descriptive language is just wonderful. So it's not, um, I'm going to warn everybody, yeah. it's maybe a one-sitter, but take your time and relish the language in it because yeah. <laughs> it really brings the story and the feeling and the atmosphere to life. So, right. so tell us a little bit, of how, how, how long did it take you to write The Waking Forest? So I started it about four years ago, um, and it probably took about a year to write. Okay. Um, and it was it was one of those where I, I didn't want to be done with it because um, oh, okay. I loved living in that world. Um, so I almost overwrote. Yeah. I wrote like even after you know I said the end, I was like I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
some of that maybe ended up in the final book where you know I had more ideas um, but there are, are already a lot of ideas in the book yeah. so how did you how was the whole publishing experience itself I mean how did you start did you get an agent did you how did it work out because you're published by Delacorte yeah. which is a wonderful imprint at Random House books for young readers so tell us a little bit about that process too. yeah so I actually went to grad school I got my MFA in fiction writing at Columbia College Chicago and while I was there, I, um, I wrote a different novel that was more of a ghost story, and that's the one that I queried and got my agent. So I've been with her for a long time. She's really great. Um, and then I started working on The Waking Forest, and Delacorte just kind of felt like the perfect fit because they, they publish a lot of um, kind of dark fantasy. They're very diverse. They have a lot of things that they publish, but... Um, yeah, it just felt right for me. Well, book. that's fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, going back to Rhea and talking about, and without spoilers, because I guess we can say that once the world sort of open up to each other a little bit, mm -hmm. they're more aware, then things start happening to Rhea's family. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And let's just, let's just say this, that some people disappear. That's yes. all we're going to say, right? <laughs> yes. No more. Disappearing no more. happens. But she has three <laughs> sisters, and I thought mm -hmm. this was so wonderful. And they're all named Rose, Renata, mm -hmm. and is it... Reza. Reza. Yeah. I thought it was Reza. And her parents. And so tell us a little bit about the family because no one is exactly normal. Let's put yeah. it that way, right? Yeah, they're all so they're, yeah, interesting. They're, but they're all very interesting. Tell us a little bit about her sisters and her family. Yeah, well, I, I have a sister. Um, and I love my sister, but, you know, you don't always get along. So I wanted to play a little bit with that. And But they are a really loving family. And... Again, I was thinking about what happens later in the book. No one is really as they seem. So a lot of their personality, I kind of had to think backwards um, to when you first meet them. They are a little strange, but then you realize why Yeah. Okay. <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> I know. This is hard to talk about. It is. It, it is hard to talk about. But they were wonderful. I love those parts of it. And then... Well, I can't say it again, though, but it's, it really, they were really wonderful characters. And I just thought that some of those, those, you know, making the three sisters and all them, all the names starting with R, and you can't pull out what story that is, but I thought those wonderful touches that you could think of other stories that you know, and, and I thought that was the beauty of those little elements you put here and there, like little Easter eggs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was wonderful. So, um, so when you sat down to write this book and you had this story in your head did you intend it to be for young adult audiences i did yeah okay i've right. always loved young adults yeah. and i knew i wanted to write a young adult novel and what about you know there's so much crossover readers from adult because we're, yeah. we're mm -hmm. in that aisle right here oh yeah mm -hmm. so this is the our upper ya and there's mm -hmm. so many crossover adult readers yeah to mm -hmm. ya have you heard um a lot from them because a lot of people will get those advanced readers copies they're not able to read the waking forest before it's actually out in the world right yeah, yeah. i do think a lot are a little older um kind of like myself I'm kind of past, you know, the target audience, but I still love YA, yeah. so it's yeah. what I grew up reading, um, and it's kind of my happy places in YA. Well, no. mm -hmm. there's incredible stuff being written for yeah. this in this genre. Absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. So when you, you know, talk about in the book, and I read that you have been a ballet dancer, a dancer, yes, since mm -hmm. you were very young, like four years old. Four years old, yeah. So tell us a little bit about 
dancing and that art form in a way, how has that informed you as, an, as a writer? What have you brought to it? Because you even see some dancing in the book. There is, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, dance is just another kind of storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, you're using, you know, the costumes, the stage, the sets, the music. It all comes together to create this story. And I think it's, it's really similar in a way almost to writing because you're still decorating your scenes and like with me with language I think there's a real rhythm there and I think I kind of got that musicality from ballet um, and then I also love to write about dancers too so um, Rose is a dancer and then the witch has some some dancing scenes which right. were my favorite to yeah. write. Oh, that's wonderful. And it is incredible. When you think about classical ballet and you think of the different ballets and, and the stories they tell through dance and music. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are fairy tales. And fairy tales. <laughs> mm -hmm. And a lot of them have some woods in them, too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> woods are such forest. a good, like, creepy yeah. place. <laughs> creepy places, yeah. for sure. So, you know, talking about this book, and I thought this was such a great mix of reality and, and and seeing this girl who's suffering from anxiety, which many of us have, you know, at one time or another in our lives, and then this, this fantasy world and the blending that takes place, then the blending becomes more and more and more. Mm -hmm. But yet, we're still keeping a foot in the real world and a foot in the fantasy world. Yeah. So how mm -hmm. did you do that and keep it straight? Because we're mm -hmm. still holding on to both sides. Right. And not letting go. Yeah, it was, you know, one of the things I always thought about is I love Narnia, I love portal fantasies, but it always kind of made me sad because, well, I want my family to come too, you know, like, you know, so that was kind of my idea to take this whole family, this is getting spoilery, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. to, and they still, but they still feel like a contemporary family. They're just in this other world. Right, mm -hmm. right. And that's, you know, sort of like the, the dreams versus stories. Mm -hmm. And how come sometimes when we have nightmares, the stories of reality can help us out of, out of the nightmare. Right, yeah. And, and then th there's power for each one over the other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes yeah. when we want to read something that will help us escape reality, there's nothing better than a good fantasy, right? Right, yeah. a good yeah. dream. I wanted to write something yeah. that kind of felt like falling into a dream. Right, right, right. So you grew up in Crystal Lake, you told me before we sat mm -hmm. down. What what was it like when you were in high school? Did you did you love to write? Did you do a lot of that? Were you, did you, you know, did you ever think that you would be sitting down and we'd be talking about your first book? Yeah, no, well, I always, I always wanted to be a writer and I actually finished my first novel in high school. Somehow, because I was always so busy with ballet in school, but I wrote like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Oh. Um, and so that was kind of my first. And I, you know, it wasn't the best. I've come a long yeah, way yeah, since sure, then. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I always knew that this is what I wanted to do. You know, and when I think of so many, so many different YA books, and there's more movies coming out from some things, have you ever, have you been optioned? by a movie studio for this book. No. <laughs> and have you written Guillermo del Toro to say you have to make this into a <laughs> My gosh, I would love to. I know, I think he would do a great job with it. <laughs> that would be the dream. Well, and I, you know, I loved his book, uh, movie, the, the Weight of Water, 
the yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the shape, shape of, of water, water. <laughs> and what he won the Academy Award for. I'm so happy. Yeah, I mean it was such a beautiful film. So it was really Pan's was. Labyrinth was just yeah, incredible. Everything he does. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about. Um, did you have so many authors, and you talked about I think how music has influenced you mm -hmm. and dance and and listening to the rhythm of the words. Did you listen to a certain type of music when you were writing? Do you do that when you're writing? You know, I. I, I like to listen to classical or um, movie scores. So Pan's Labyrinth, <laughs> you know, it was always That's playing in the story. background. Yeah, yeah it's so beautiful. Um, sometimes, you know, if I'm listening to something with lyrics, it distracts me. Yeah, I've heard that before too. From yeah, um, but you know, I also listen to Taylor Swift while I was writing, you know, sometimes yeah. it just depends on on the day and what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah. And in this book, and without spoilers again, because we're talking about strangers, that. You have a bit of romance. Yes. <laughs> not, but, you know, as in some YA literature, romance can be pretty much a lot of the story. Yeah. This is a bit of the story, but it's not the major part of the story. So how did you develop the romance and, and make it not take over the story? Because there were other, there were other more important elements to the story. Yeah, well, I, I love romance and stories. But I agree, sometimes it takes over. And I really, when I sat down to write this, I wanted it to be more of a sister story, kind of a friendship story. And, um, you know, the romance in the very beginning, um, the stranger, he was going to be maybe more villainous than he ended up being. Um, so the romance just kind of developed naturally. I didn't intend it to be there even at first. So I think that's why it's sort of, it's there, but it's, not the whole plot. <laughs> and I, I noticed that foxes play a role, mm -hmm. and foxes in the wood or the forest always have played a role in different stories, right? So tell us a little bit about foxes, and maybe a black fox, but without any spoilers. <laughs> I love foxes, they're so wily, um, and they just felt like the perfect kind of familiar for the witch, because they're not, you know, sometimes you have cats or crows, and I wanted something a little different for her familiar, and foxes just felt like the perfect fit for her. So this being your debut novel, it's mm -hmm. out in the world, what, what do you hope readers are going to take away from reading well, The Waking Forest? Yeah, I really hope that, um, you know, Rio goes through a lot in this, you know, she's got anxiety, um, there are supernatural things happening and also very ordinary things happening and um, she fights through it. So I hope that people take away that there's always a light in the darkness, even if it's just, you know, a tiny light to follow it. And there always is a light in the forest. Too. Yes. That's mm -hmm. right. So tell us what you're working on now, because you have a long career ahead of you. You are so yeah, young. So. And <laughs> your first book out in the world. So tell us what you're working on next. Yeah, so I've been working on kind of a, a retelling of the fairy tale Bluebeard. Oh. It's kind of a creepy, intense yeah, one. Yeah, cool. Um, but it's a contemporary gender flipped. So it's about a young girl who's kind of this Bluebeard character. Um, and I hope to just keep writing more kind of fairy tales that are, that feel like a fairy tale but aren't right. so familiar. Yeah, mm -hmm. Okay, we can't wait for that. Okay, so at the end of these interviews, I do a quick sort of a lightning round quiz. So whatever, they're all about books because no writer is is a non-reader. You are oh, a reader, yeah. oh, you yeah. are a huge reader. So <laughs> yeah. I just wanted, this is sort of about your reading life. So whatever comes to your mind really fast. Okay. Favorite book as a child? Ella Enchanted. Okay. Oh, that makes so much yeah. sense. Okay, your favorite grim fairy tale? Uh, 
I love Beauty and the Beast. That's not grim. Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, oh, Little Red Riding Hood, <laughs> good one. And I can see Helen's in this too. Okay, how, do you remember a favorite book in high school that you really loved? Oh my gosh. Can I say Twilight? Sure. I loved Twilight. <laughs> it came out right, you know, no, when no, I was I, no. 16. Yeah. <laughs> yep, perfect time. Yeah. Okay, how about a favorite book when you were at Crichton for your undergraduate or at Columbia College? So, oh, in college, I loved The Secret History oh, by Donna Tartt. Yeah, she's yeah, a um, wonderful writer. I know. It made me want to be a classics major, even though I was an English major, yeah. but I love that book. Um, and then in grad school, probably my favorite was Deathless by Catherine M. Valenti. Oh, okay. Oh, those are, yeah, yeah, those are great. Okay, how about a book you faked reading? Oh my gosh, probably Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I loved it, but I've, I've, you're not yeah. the first one who has said that, so you're yeah, not alone. I just couldn't get into it. I read The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Hobbit's different, though. It I is. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Lord of the Rings, I okay. couldn't do it. That's good. Okay, how about a book um, that you've been an evangelist for? You could not tell enough people they had to read it. Probably Deathless. Deathless. I think I've gotten yeah. like everyone I know to read that book. Okay, great. Okay, if you <laughs> could have a dinner, it would be you and three other authors, alive Ooh. or dead. And I'm under the table just listening to the conversation. <laughs> what would those three authors be? I love Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. Great Gatsby. I love The Great Gatsby. Um, probably Jane Austen. Okay, good choice. And maybe Donna Tartt. Ooh, I'd like to wow. pick her brain. That would be incredible <laughs> yeah. conversation. Okay. All right, and what are you reading now? Right now I'm reading Lovely War by Julie Berry. I'm about oh, halfway through. She writes the best historical fiction. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah oh. I really am loving it. Well, you got an A++ on this lightning oh, round. Yes. So. <laughs> Fantastic conversation. We are so excited. A new Illinois young adult author. It is called The Waking Forest by Alyssa Wees. It is an absolutely fabulous novel. If you like a little creepy, you love fantasy, but you love beautiful writing. This is the one for you. Thank you for joining me on Authors Reveal.